Global peace, of course. Global, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, sorry. I yeah. thought I was in the Miss America pageant oh, yeah. for a second. Uh, <clears throat> this is often confused <laughs> that was with that, week. I understand. Yeah. That was last week. Oh, yeah, my bad. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Alongside Podcast, which is the production of Heritage Baptist Church. The purpose of this podcast is to come alongside followers of Christ in order to have thoughtful conversations about the gospel, culture, and the church. I'm your host, Mike Crump, and today... I welcome Jeremiah and Michael into the studio for what we are calling Coffee and Conversation. This oh, is, yeah. I know, right? And there's a lot of excitement in the air. And the reason is, this is a very special episode of Alongside that is fueled simply by caffeine and random questions. So I've got my little box of questions here that we, you know, I like to throw out every now and then. Well, we're going to have an entire conversation based off these questions. In short, I have no idea what's going to be happening, but it's going to be fun. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Very yeah. excited. Now, Jeremiah, you've been here before. Yep. In fact, you and your brother had like the top podcast until uh, that Pastor Nathan Smith, that guy, came on and he just kind of... Beat oh, you guys. Yeah. I'm back to take the lead take. again. <laughs> it's, it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty lame that he beat you like that. Yeah. I know. What, what, what a guy. What a guy. And now, Michael, this is your first time on the podcast? This is my first time on the podcast. Fantastic. I actually thought it was a sports podcast, so I might be in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about sports, so this would not go well. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, Pastor Ben was going to be joining us as well, but he decided to bail on us. Um, I was hurt and cried for about 30 minutes, but yep. uh, it'll be okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> This is just going to be a fun, free-flowing conversation based off these questions, and uh, we could go deep. It could be very shallow. There's just going to be a lot of interesting things said. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm very excited about it. So let's start off with our first question. I've got my oh, deck man. of cards here. You guys nervous? Can I draw it? A little, you you, yeah. you want to draw? Yes. Okay. All right. Draw the first question. Oh, can it be a Oh, you can, okay. Draw wherever. It doesn't matter. It's not a magic trick, yeah, for, man. It just... For those who can see, Jeremiah is making a mess of the deck here. All right. Here is our first question. What book belongs on everyone's bookshelf? It's a good one. What book belongs on everyone's bookshelf? Starting off deep. Okay. Um, now, let the, the Bible, of course. Okay. okay. So you can't say the Bible because that's, that's just a given. All right. Mm. We, all, we all believe that. So what book, um, whether you're currently reading or have read in the past... Uh, do you think should be on everyone's bookshelf? Yeah, Mike, you're you're the scholar here. I feel like you should. Yeah, well, you've got like, <clears> a, <throat> like, can a, have like a Greek really New Testament nice or something. Like collection of like Dr. Seuss books would be good. <laughs> like Cat in the Hat definitely needs to be there. At of the course, front, in the front end. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah, a good, books, that's a good books that everyone should have. Well, I mean, there's just such a different like like he was just saying. There's such a different level of uh, different books. So trying to hit a book that would be you know, not so extremely academic that some people would just be bored to tears, yeah. um, but also something that's deep and meaningful. That's definitely a hard question. Um, one that I think would be maybe um, hit, hit all ages would be the Chronicles of Narnia. Love it. Um, because, you know, one, one of the things we've done in our family is actually just read that over and over to our kids. Mm. Um, it gives a great picture of, uh, of God um, and, and Christ in this um, kind of fictional land. So um, I think that would probably be a good place to start. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Uh, I've read through Chronicles of Narnia about three different times um, over my life, and I have just loved it. I love story. I love 
fantasy narrative and those kind of things and the way that C.S. Lewis brings a lot of biblical truth and profound uh, things to life in that is just really great. So that's a great one. That's a great one. Another fiction one, if we're just fiction real quick, that I have found, uh, I, I've read several times over, is actually Ted Decker's trilogy. Well, it's actually four books now, but his uh, Circle trilogy. The four-book trilogy. The, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, black, red, and green, um, and white. No, white and green. Anyway, there's four of them. It started with the trilogy. But uh, the one thing I loved in that was what was called the Great Romance, and it was basically this idea of God pursuing us, and the way he images in, it in there is just beautiful, that this scaled, rebellious creature is being you know, chased after by the Lord, and uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing there. So, uh, Jeremiah, you're on your phone. I don't know what you're doing, if you're texting people or whatnot. He's Googling what is a book. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the author of this book, so I wanted to... <clears throat> Okay. Give a shout out to okay. him. But I was thinking of gospel fluency. Okay. We uh, I just read it this past semester with some people from church, and yeah, it's by Jeff Vanderstelt. Um, but it's just a, such a good book. It's a how to speak the gospel into the everyday hmm. things of life, and just a connection between like what we know and like how we should live, and yeah, speaking the gospel and yeah to everything, and and it's really good with yeah with family and how. Um, to raise your kids just speaking mm-hmm. the gospel, not just at church, but, um, yeah, everywhere. So not just for families, but it's it's for everyone, and I really like that book this past semester. Okay, awesome. One that I'm reading right now uh, by uh, uh, Trip is uh, Lead, uh, mm-hmm. 12 Principles for a Gospel Leadership. It's actually just a great book. Yes, it's meant for those who may be in um, some sort of uh, pastoral role or something of that nature, but I think it's beneficial for anyone who may be in a leadership position mm-hmm. because it really helps uh, just to see the importance of humility and grace towards one another in those situations. So, on a um, back to the more academic side of things, um, the uh, one plug for one book if you're looking for something to wade through that's it's not too difficult, written in too difficult language, but it's definitely well thought through and very detailed. It's a book on canon Hmm. uh, called Canon Revisited by Dr. Michael Kruger. Um, And I think that just with all the questions that we have as Christians about like, how do we know what scripture is? Hmm. Um, How do we know that, you know, the 66 books that we call scripture are scripture? Um, Why is the Roman Catholic model? You know, those types of questions are answered um, really clear understanding of just like what scripture is and and how we can know but then he also the last half of the book kind of goes through well what if somebody offers an objection to that Hmm. which he calls a defeater and then he'll just walk through um you know what if somebody says okay that's great that you think the apostles wrote them but historically we know that's not true Hmm. well then um he'll he'll kind of respond to that historically how we know you know that the apostles so just it's a great book Hmm. uh very well researched um it's actually a textbook but um it's one of my favorite favorite books. So. Okay. And we'll have links to uh, these books if you're interested in them in the show notes uh, so people can check those out. All right, next question. All right. Michael, why don't you go ahead? You want to draw? I do. You want to draw? I, I'll take you can right go from the, the top. top like the uh, pod deck. What is this one? All right. Let's see. If you can instantly become one, what would you want to be an expert in? If you could instantly become an expert what would you become an expert in? I need in? to pick a new card. I don't and like, why? Say no, no, that's you know? a great one. What? Yes, yes. 
Jeremiah, what about you? You you look like a guy who would just be an instant expert anyway. Wow. So Thanks. If, if if there were to be something you'd be an expert in, what what would you like to be an expert in? International traffic laws. Mm. Um, no, the first thing that came to my mind was um, was dancing. Oh, okay. But I feel like that'd be lots of fun, but that's not a very like a swing like, like swing dancer. You know, like throwing uh, people around and expert that kind of thing. All the dancing, all dances. polka dancing, all the dances polka. of life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I came to my mind, and then I thought language. I feel like that'd be really helpful. That would be Just great. Expert of all languages. It's more practical. So I like fun that. answer. Dancing, practical answer. Languages. Okay. All right. I do like the languages one. I struggle with languages greatly. I can even, I can barely do English. So I, I think to be a language expert would be awesome, mm. for sure. What about you, Mike? Man, I don't know. What would I want to be in? I would want to be an expert in how to help my children adjust to this world mm. after entering it uh, in, in so many ways, like in terms of just becoming a normal person. Yeah. Um, but also, obviously, like wanting to see them grow in the Lord and the, and the nurture and admonition of the Lord and mm. um, knowing how to raise children. Like, man, I, I think that having been a father now for almost 10 years, like that's the one thing I know I'm not yeah, an expert yeah, in. Yeah. Um, so that's, I guess, my, I'll do it reverse. Um, that would be my um, more serious, serious answer. I don't know. I, I kind of go with the polka dancing. I could do that. I could, <laughs> uh, I could see you as a what polka the, What's dancer. the instrument? The accordion? Oh, the accordion, yeah, yeah. I would love, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. like a regular weird owl over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, that would nice. be great. Or, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I think I would like to be a uh, like an expert pilot. Oh, like, wow. I've always wanted to fly. Um, and so I, I just think it would be awesome, like, to be able to just hop into like an F-16 or something like that and do like the Top Gun thing and just go flying somewhere. But wow. um, that would be really, really cool. Um, I really like that. But I, more seriously, I do think the languages thing, I'd probably mm. fall in line cool. with that because yeah. to be able to just instantly know language, I mean, how, how impactful for the gospel would you be able to be to go mm. over and, I mean, translating things? And I mean, it's just really pr- profound and uh, unfortunately... I don't think we can just plug in somewhere. And yeah, it's definitely the that. global workers' most, uh, you know, hated task coming yeah. up, the idea of learning another language. So yeah, that's a pretty solid answer. Yeah, so be in prayer for many of those global workers, yeah. uh, many who out from a heritage even, uh, who are in that process and learning. So, mm. um, All right, next a question. Next question, let's see. Um, oh, here we go. If you could send a message to the entire world, what would you say in 30 seconds? Wow. Uh, global peace, of course. Global. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quit fighting. Quit, but yeah. Everyone just stop. I, oh, sorry. I thought yeah. I was in the Miss America pageant oh, yeah. for a second. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is often confused that with that, week. I understand. Yeah. That was last week. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, if, I think for us as believers, we would want um, people to know about the reconciliation found in Christ. Mm. Um to be to be brought back to the Father. Yeah. Um, Thirty seconds. That's that's a hard task to pull that off in, since yeah, uh, we all know that's a life on life thing. Of yeah. you know, if you're going to the nations, um, talk about this with my kids all the time. Um, it's like you you don't just get to go there and then come back, right? You don't go there, tell them about Jesus, and then come back. Mm-hmm. You go there and you become like them, mm. and so that you can earn an audience. And yeah, you tell them about Jesus, but it's also like the, the Father sent Jesus to become like us to share the Father's heart. Mm. And then Jesus said that he 
that we are sent like he was sent. Um, mm-hmm. So to become, but yeah, but I guess incarnation, in short, incarnational in, living. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that is so crucial. But and yeah, thirty seconds. Tell them, I don't know. Tell them the gospel. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would agree with that. Uh, obviously, the gospel would be paramount when it comes to being able to share a message with the world. Mm. Um, my my fear as, as a guy who's steeped in communications is that there are a billion messages hitting everyone all the time. Yeah. And so even, I think, if we had 30 seconds to announce it, you'd probably have like 2% that actually pay attention to it. Now, granted, that's a lot of people in the whole world, but uh, uh, that's always something we wrestle with on this end. What about you, Jeremiah? Anything uh, to add? Yeah, I don't think I can top that answer. I mean, the greatest story in the world, I think I'd have to share with them, Yeah, being the gospel, the greatest greatest news in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, ge- I'm guessing whoever made these questions wasn't expecting that a couple Christian guys would be sitting around on a podcast answering them. So, like, it's kind of not fair. Yeah. So outside of the gospel. Outside what, of the gospel. Well, you know, like something non, non-spiritual, what would, what would your message be? Oh, man. Be? If you could... A message to the entire world. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. That is... What is so important outside the gospel that I need to let the entire world know about it? World peace. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you could you could tell just, people just that, but no, I, I Sorry, get back to the, I, back I get to it completely. The pageant. <laughs> <laughs> You're practicing. For I'm the pageant, practicing. I yeah, tell. yeah. There's well, yeah. I mean, may, maybe uh, one of my favorite recipes. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, hey, you guys really need recipes. to try this. <laughs> I might tell them a good joke. The know? hot dogs again. Give, give them a laugh a little good. bit. <laughs> Everyone can use a little bit of laughter. Yeah. It's the best medicine. That's true. There you go. There you go. That's, thank you for that. You got any jokes for us, Jeremiah? Um, wh- wh- what do you call it when a cow jumps over a barbed wire fence? What? Utter destruction. <laughs> wow. Okay. And on that note, I thought, I thought about be- I thought about being a banker, but I lost interest. Oh Ooh. man. <laughs> nice. That was for you, now see, that's Joe. an appropriate dad joke there. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. That, that's a good one. That's a good <clears throat> one. So, all right. Hey, what do you what do you call um, cow's knees? Cow's knees. Burger joints. Burger joints. Oh, so many cow jokes out there. There's the next question about Chuck Norris, because that would make this conversation that, that was, go way better. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We um, can make it about Chuck Norris. Oh, now, okay. Now, this we're going to go from kind of lighthearted jokes to something that's actually pretty profound. What is your greatest regret that you feel comfortable sharing on this a podcast? podcast. Yes. Being on this Be- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I regret not being born a Griffith. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Not just that's you. something special. That is yeah. something special for sure. Man, you know, I I do. There is one thing that um, goes back to high school, and it, and it kind of goes along with even the gospel uh, that we're talking about. Is that there was one specific instance um, when I was in high school, junior year, I believe that uh, a friend of mine who sat next to me in class, she was going through just some real, real deep waters. Just mm-hmm. her home life was a wreck. Things were just a mess. And she, I mean, basically put the opportunity to share the gospel on a tee. Mm-hmm. And out of fear, I did not walk through that door and share the gospel with her. And it's one, th- one of those things I, that I trust God's sovereignty to bring that person mm-hmm. to share in that moment. Um, but that is one of those regrets that I look back on and go, man, if if only maybe I had 
spoken those words of peace as we're, as we're talking about those words of reconciliation of hope in Christ in that moment. Um, but again, I'm thankful that our God is larger than my mistakes and uh, he can bring somebody and prayerfully did. Man, yeah, I've definitely had times where I've not shared the gospel and regretted that and probably have some other regrets in my life that um, just not coming to my mind and some spiritual answers, but a less spiritual answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, summer before my senior year of high school on 4th of July, I was driving down the road and this back road that I drove a million times and was just cruising and jamming. And um, yeah, I lost control of my car and flipped it twice. Ooh. And I really liked it. It was a Honda Element. It was, oh, um, man. That's rough. It's a pretty yeah. sweet car. And I regret that. And every time I see a Honda Element now, it makes that, me think it, of it. I'm like, man. I have lots of driving regrets. So I'm right, <laughs> so, I'm right there with you. <laughs> that, that was a regret of mine. Yeah, I, uh, I, I grew up in upstate New York. A uh, lot of snow there. You learn to drive mm-hmm. by going out and driving on it. Um, so, yeah, lots of driving lots regrets. Lots of driving regrets. Uh, yeah. But, right. hey, it's been like seven or eight years since I got a ticket, so that's a thing. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, the, the only ticket I've ever gotten, I got uh, like uh, two years ago, a year ago, um, and it happened with my kids in the car. Wow. You know. That's your only ticket. That's my only ticket. And you're like, wow. how? You're, wow. Yeah, I'm like I had ancient. more. T- I had more tickets Grandpa. than that. I had more tickets than that when I had my license for like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'm very risk averse, so I'm okay. like one of those kind of people, and uh, you know, and Lord's been gracious. But uh, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like in the car, and my kids are like, "Oh, Dad, oh man," you know, and I'm like, oh, "This isn't good." So the uh, the officer made sure to you know point, "Hey, kids, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't be like Dad. Whatever you do, don't don't be like Dad." Yeah. So on a more serious note, a b- big regret for me um, when I was about. Um, I guess I was between 10 and 13 years old. Uh, my neighbor, they had two two sons who were, uh, one was three years younger than me, and I think one was five years younger than me. And the one who was five years younger than me, um, he got cancer. Hmm. And he had bone cancer for th- probably three years, and then he passed away. And I remember like the day before or the day of that he, he died, um, my mom said, you know, you should come over and say goodbye to Billy. And then she went over, and I didn't go. Mm. And mm. I, I, I felt like such a coward for you know a very long time. Still, in some ways, to today, yeah. like to to have missed the opportunity to because it was so intense, and I was I just did I didn't want to face that mm. that day. Mm. Um, so like I, I I regret that yeah uh, for sure. One of my bigger regrets. Yeah, it's it's hard sometimes. You know, often you you reflect on life. And you consider some of these things, and um, it always. And, and I'm thankful that over the years I've learned to take those things to the cross, because mm-hmm. otherwise they can become overwhelming. Yeah. Um, as we look back and see, oh man, that mistake and that mistake and that mistake, and yet we live under the grace of God in Christ that we are His, and uh, mm-hmm. and that we are loved, and uh, even yeah. though we stumble and fall. And even thinking about, like, he knows our frame. He remembers that we yeah. are dust, yeah. and so he's, he's gracious and compassionate. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right, guys, next question. Jeremiah, why don't you grab another one, all right, and then just go ahead and read it. All right. What would be your best day ever? 
a different note. Oh, man. Best day ever. Podcast with the revered Reverend Mike Crump. <laughs> yes. This is up there for sure. Wow. Oh, you, yeah. You guys need higher, more lofty goals in life, i got to say. What would be your best day ever? Um, I mean, I, I enjoy hanging out with you guys, but this oh, come not, on, man. not necessarily it's would not be us? my best day um, ever. I get it. Um, we're, not, we're not Mike Crump. We're <laughs> Um, I, I think for me, it, a lot of it would, would revolve around... Coffee? Well, coffee would be one of them, like a killer cup of coffee, like mm. really, really good stuff. Um, and then being surrounded by family and friends in like a beautiful place. One of the most wonderful memories I have um, is my several years ago, I think it was like eight years ago, my dad took us to Hawaii. Um, and then Amy's parents surprised us and showed up there too. And so I have this beautiful memory of sitting around this dinner table with all the people I love. Um, And it was just one of those beautiful things that I look back on and just see the grace of God and say, thank you, Lord. Um, So that kind of thing is, is, I think, one of the the wonderful things. We just got back from uh, a trip out west and got to visit Sedona and... uh, do like a Jeep tour up into the rocks and stuff like that. That was one of the, another one of those things where I look back and go, man, this was a good day mm. because the glory of God, the majesty of God in creation with people I love. Um, so it, I think that's kind of in a general sense, I think would be a great day for me. I'm going to take a little different uh, tact. Um, I think I really um, have found the most joy in, in, in Christian service mm. and in, in the midst of teaching or, or preaching. Mm-hmm. And to, not that all experiences are great, but when you just like know that, that the Lord moved in you in a way that you couldn't do mm. through you to his people and to be able to serve them. And I'm sure that's different for every person based on their spiritual gifting, mm-hmm. um, you know, for those who serve in their service. Uh, and so like just to, but to, to be there, um, and and just to know, like, to feel, to sense the Holy Spirit operating mm. through you um, and kind of feel uh, like you're second. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah, it's just a really, really great experience. Um, so Yeah, walking out basically what we see in, like, Romans 12 and that, to the, yeah. that the, this, this gifting of the Spirit for God's glory, impacting people through that. Yeah, no, that is, that is a very profound and beautiful thing for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure that the two of you, I, I'm pretty confident. I've heard both of you uh, teach in some ways. Probably identify that with that. Yeah, same. Yeah, no, I, I would say that I, I love uh, teaching. The Word of God is just one of those things that um, I know over over my life I have grown to to have such great fondness for. Um, it is something I'm passionate about. It's also something that brings great joy to my own heart. Um, and I think because it's it's kind of that twofold. It's like one, I'm in the Word of God, and therefore I'm being impacted by it. But then always s- change the most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then secondly, I, I know that God is in His way applying this through the Holy mm. Spirit to those around me. And so it, it's the body of Christ. It's one element of the of the body of Christ, and uh, being part of that, it, it is truly a. A great thing to experience for sure. For me, it's like something I feel like I have no control over. Mm. When I go up to, to speak to people, I have no idea what version of me is going to come out. <laughs> you know, whether it's going to be something that's just like them 
the, the Lord working through it, mm. or whether they're going to be like, oh, wow, why, why did yeah. they let this guy speak, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just great. It's just such a experience to, when the Lord comes mm. and, and delivers through that. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you can be used by his spirit, I'd say, yeah, fulfilling, and yeah, it's a good day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I'd say, like, anytime someone's led to the Lord, like, that's a great day. Um, that's something, like, we can't control either, so... Um, best day for me, I would resonate with things y'all said, but I love doing new things and I have some things planned in my future that I hope I get to do, but yeah, family doing things with family, but doing new things, Hmm. um, would be fun. Like going skydiving, um, going like rock climbing or something with family. It would be a lot of fun. Last summer we had, uh, me and my siblings went on like a 20 mile, like overnight backpacking trip. Yeah. And that was some of the best best times to be able to spend with them and just process life and be able to, yeah, encourage one another in the Lord. Um, yeah, I love my family and siblings, so that was a that was one of the best days for sure. Awesome. So, yeah, I, that'd be for me. Love it. Well, how about we got one more question? You up for it? I, yeah. I got this. All right, Mike, here you go. Oh Last man, question. so much pressure. I know. Make sure it's a good one. Oh boy. Can I, I'll have to I'll have to vet it. You got it. <laughs> Which living person do you most admire outside of Isaiah Griffith? Oh, oh man, that is so. Sorry, hard. I ripped I ripped your hearts out there. Yeah. That that part's actually this might surprise you. That part's not that's actually, not in there. That's oh, that, that part's not actually that's on the card. <laughs> no, no, no. I added that part. Yeah. Oh man. Which yeah, living? Person? I think I need to take Nathan Coffee off this list too. Okay. All right. You know, I, I know, and sometimes it can it can sound trite, but it really is not trite at all. Um, first person who comes to mind is is my dad. Um, he has just been such a profound, steadfast, faithful influence in my life. Um, he is just uh, one of those guys who, you know, his love for people, his love for the Lord, and. Um, He's, he's generous of heart and just seeking God, even in his imperfections, and he's very, very humble about that. And so I'd, I'd have to say I, my dad is one of those people that I admire. What, what's funny is that if you would ask me that, of course, back with, like when I was a teenager, um, it was like I don't want to be anything close to my dad because, you know, yeah. he's, he's that guy, right? Um, but now at 42 years old, I look back and go, yeah, I, I definitely want to be like my dad. It's amazing how much wiser your parents are the older you get, right? Oh man, so <laughs> they, much more. They didn't know anything back yeah. then. But now they... <laughs> yeah. So, so kids, if you're out there and you're listening, you, your your parents probably know more than you think. And uh... shocking. <laughs> what about you guys? Ask them what they would send out to the world in a thirty oh, second clip. That's, they, they... That would be good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a lot of people that come to mind that I admire for like personal reasons with like family members, my brothers, um, yeah, uh, people here at our church. But one that is sticking out in my mind um, is John Piper hmm. because oh, nice. going to together for the gospel, we were all there together. Yeah, and for the gospel, for the gospel <laughs> at yeah at that conference for the, yeah together the the one that we were together at that yeah. was about the gospel by the gospel yeah that it, we was, there for it was the for it for it yeah. yeah. 
T4G. T- we were there. Oh, oh, gotcha. T- I was, <laughs> I was, I was yeah, I was lost. Yeah. I was like, what's that, this guy talking that, about? That time we were together for the gospel. <laughs> Is that with that nine marks guy? Yep. And oh, okay. he All preached. Right. <laughs> and then they did a panel with John Piper just reminiscing and remembering yeah. like his 50 years of Christian service. Yeah. And just how he talked and the joy he had yeah. was something that definitely was um, admirable. And yeah, it was just fascinating to see how he, hear how he talked about people and mm. just the joy he still had. And he wasn't burnt out yeah. and still was just giving for the Lord. Yeah. And that's like when I'm an old man, like he, I want to, I want to be like that. Yeah. So I, I did love that about that time yeah, hearing good. him was just like, he just exudes joyfulness in the Lord um, and just kind of an un- unabashed conversation with the, with no. someone who's walked with Christ faithfully. Yeah, I, well, I mean, my my parents are great. My dad is an amazing, amazing faithful man, um, so I can resonate with that answer. Uh, yeah, you can go with a, a great, um, you know, kind of famous Christian leader. And when we think about those guys, just to think about not only just the years of service, but the years of service in the public eye, mm. where with they fall, they, they affect a lot of people. Yeah. And so you see a lot of Christian leaders these days that, that are falling. And so it is really admirable. I think of, you know, John Piper is a name. Mm. Um, and even somebody who I think might be uh, in more of a position to be tempted that way is like a Matt Chandler, mm-hmm. where he's young, he's so charismatic. Uh, and of course, you know, he's, you know I'm aging myself. There's a bit of five or ten years ago this to that that comment, but um, you know, a guy that he remained faithful through the young restless reform movement, yeah. um, and is and has come through a lot of problems and turmoil um, to still come out faithful, both with his own brain cancer, mm-hmm. with um, you know the, all the turmoil in Acts 29, mm-hmm. with with some of the issues with the leadership there, and. Um, so anyway, but yeah, just, but I, I actually, I'm going to go against my own rules and I'm going to stick with my old boy, Nathan Coffey. Um, <laughs> sorry guys, I, I made you rules and then I broke them. But yeah, I mean, just like in my own life, just such a, a, a model of servant leadership, mm-hmm. a guy who, um, knows so much, uh, yet he doesn't rely on his intellect, a mm-hmm. guy who, who is so... Um, faithful and who models holiness, um, and yet he's always quick to point to Christ, um, and 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 just, I mean, how many times he's heard me come to him and say, you know, I, I kind of like have this slight shade of nuance that I wish was different or whatever, and he'd be he'd listen and pat me on the back and then be like, you know, okay, that's great, and now let's let's walk forward in faithfulness and keep mm. the main things the main things, and so. <laughs> Yeah, I just, um, Nathan Coffey, to be such a young man mm-hmm. and to have such a heart for the Lord and a passion for the nations um, and so humble and yet so influential mm-hmm. to so many people, um, I think that around here, that, that name would be thrown a lot around a lot yeah. for a totally. admirable, yeah. admirable guy. He's just one of those steadfast guys. I mean, you just you know where he where he is, and where he is 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 with with the Lord, and, and longing to abide and walk out, and um, just uh, praying mm-hmm. for he and his family and their new adventures. And um, just to be clear, by with the Lord, you mean he's walking with walking the- with <laughs> the Lord, not like he's not in heaven right now. No, he's walking with the Lord. Um, and so that that's what's always encouraging. Um, just if you if you know him. 
then you, you know where he stands. You know where he where he is. So um, I, I think this is kind of this is a great place to end our conversation because mm-hmm. it ties into something that um, you've if you've been at church, you've probably heard Pastor uh, Kent and myself even talk about is right now we are sharing stories with one another about those who have impacted us in our in our walk with Christ. And and so if maybe you're you're hearing this question and you're going, man, this this person came to mind, this person came to mind. Maybe it is just a famous Christian that has had a profound impact. Maybe it is a parent or a friend. <clears throat> Who knows? We would love to hear from you. And you can go to hbclinchburg.com slash stories, and there you can just fill out that quick form. It'll take you two minutes, and we would just love to hear about that person who has impacted your life. And we're going to be sharing these in the journal. We're going to be sharing these uh, probably online in different ways. And just because we want to stir people up to loving good works, and I think part of that is the testimonies of faithful people among us. Um, And I'm very thankful for Heritage and the many faithful people among us, including you guys. Um, I see each and every day you're serving the Lord here in different capacities, and uh, and I think one of the things from the people that we mentioned um, and what I've seen here at Heritage in so many cases is there is a genuine humility and a willingness to just kind of own brokenness yeah. and just rely on the grace of God. Yeah. Um, and I think that foundation has just been so helpful to see the God work in our midst. Um, because I don't, and I'm, and I'm racking my brain, but I can't really point to a moment where there's just a bunch of, you know, glory hogs, you know, but it really is about Christ being glorified. Um, and I think that is so, so key. So if you know of that person, maybe someone comes to your mind, please, hbclinchburg.com slash stories. We would love to hear from you. Well, guys, this has been just such a wonderful time. Um, I think we're going to have to do this more often. Let's do it. And you guys are always welcome back into the studio. Come on. There you go. We'll we'll be back tomorrow. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Same time, same place. (laughs) Bring the coffee. Bring the coffee. Well, this has been another episode of the Alongside Podcast. For more details on Alongside, you can visit alongsidepodcast.com. Also, wherever you may be listening to this, make sure you leave a five-star review so others can hear about Alongside and be encouraged in their faith. I'm your host, Mike Crum. Thanks for listening, and we hope that you will join us next time as we continue to come alongside other followers of Christ in order to have thoughtful conversations about the gospel, culture, and the church.